Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator, stick around. You might like what's next. Welcome back to the Kumquat Corner. I am your host, John Kumquat, and we are going to be discussing today's topic of urban farming. Now, what we do on this show is we go right down the middle of the road. Like we have shows that will veer to the left or veer to the right. Here, we have people on both sides, and we're going to give you our thoughts and our, our theories on different topics each week. Today's topic is urban farming. Now, with us, we have Brandon Boyd. No, I know how to do that. That's how they get you. Uh, just go by my Reddit and my Tumblr name, which is Big Papa do, uh, underscore 007. Okay, so Big Papa. Yeah, you can call me Big underscore. Papa for short, but oh. definitely look up double un, underscore 007 to oh. hit me up and follow me. All right, um, is, is it okay? I don't feel really comfortable calling you Big Papa. Is it okay if I just call you Brandon? Uh, that's how they get you. Uh, I would much prefer Big Papa. You can call me a BP for short. BP it is. All right, BP. Okay. All right. So um, BP here is a teenage conspiracist. Uh, and then we also have Jessica Morgan, who is a mommy blogger. Oh, hi. Glad to be here. From Shaker Heights. Mm-hmm. And then we also have Richard Sweat, who <laughs> is running for state senator in South Carolina. Thank you, John. Uh, you know, people call my dad Richard. You know, call me Dick. Oh, Dick, Dick Sweat. Gotcha. All right. All right, so we're going to open this topic up. We're going to open it up with Jessica Morgan. Oh, now, thanks. Jessica, now, there have been many people growing in this great country. By in 2008, globally, the number of people living in cities exceeded the number of people living in rural areas for the first time in history. Now, the number of city dwellers is expected to continue to skyrocket, and the U.N. predicts that urban populations will grow by more than 1 billion people between 2010 and 2025. Now, my question to you, urban farming, is that going to help with our population problem? Oh, my gosh. You just threw a lot of numbers at me. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that urban farming, it's, it's a really lovely thing. Uh, I, I personally don't live in a city now. I, I Shaker Heights is, is, is just outside of Cleveland, but I did live in Cleveland uh, actually around 2008, 2009. Um, and I'm not going to lie, it was a little rough out there. And uh, I, I now I just have my own little corner of paradise, uh, just me, my husband, and my, my, my three kids. And we love gardening. Uh, it's a really wonderful way for the kids to get involved and to get, uh, you know, take control over their own nutrition, learn about science, um, and get excited in the kitchen as well. And I just think it's so fantastic that uh, these children who live in urban settings who 
you know, don't have a lot, have the opportunity to have some beautiful nature uh, infiltrate their their urban jungle. <laughs> and it feeds them too, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, a lot of urban areas struggle with nutrition. It's really sad. So I'm really glad to see people, um, you know, having these opportunities to get some green space and some fresh fruits and veggies. So are you uh, are you a vegetarian at all or no, I'm not a vegetarian. I dabbled in it for a while. You know, it's nice to kind of switch things up. I I like to experiment in the kitchen and challenge myself. We do meatless Mondays, uh, but when it comes to the actual full diet, I do think it's important to, you know, give kids a, this, a nice, well-balanced meal, and sometimes that does involve meat. <laughs> uh, but also fruits and veggies are very, very important, and it's important for kids to understand where those come from, too. Nice. So, BP. Yeah, yeah. So, what is what is your take on urban farming? Uh, so I come from a really uh, a troubled area called Evanston, Illinois. Uh, it's pretty pretty aggressive, if, if I do say so myself. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> I grow inside my house. Like my dad doesn't know, but. So, I want the man getting him first. So your type of urban farming is a different type of farming? Is that what you're saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, well, I've got my medical card, and technically it's legal in January. So, you know, that's when the law goes in because, you know, I voted Democratic this year. Uh, first time voting. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, but I think it's a good idea to urban farm because that's how Monsanto gets you. They're putting chemicals into all of our fruits and vegetables and soybean crops, and that's how they genetically modify you for, you know, the apocalypse. They're ready for you to be weak, and I'm not going to be weak. I'm going to be prepped and prepared. So it's outside of your um, recreational gardening, uh, what else do you do you do you also do fruits and veggies? Do you what, what else? Well, are you there is farming? this lady named Barbara who lives like next door in the apartment adjacent to our complex, and she grows outside. So there's like a little gardening patch over by uh, like the water, Lake Michigan. Yeah, go. <laughs> uh, so she's got like a nice patch, and she's always bringing over cucumbers and tomatoes. Oh my god! So my dogs love the tomatoes. Just found out they're poisonous. I've been killing my own beasts, so <laughs> I'm a hypocrite. But at the same time, you know, I think the government is telling us that they shouldn't eat tomatoes because my dogs eat those things up like crazy. They eat them up like I drink Monster. Okay. Okay. BP. Good job. Thanks. Uh, Richard Sweat. Now, um, has your stance changed because of politics on urban farming, or have you always been, you know, in favor of urban farming? Or I have never it? been in favor of urban farming. That is just a liberal media lie. All right. Another battle between the North and the South, and these these mob mentality of these big cities think they could do what we do in the South. Now, these two have just been, again, manipulated by these people, and it's been sick, and I'm sick of it. Bless your heart, darling. You're a Georgia peach in my, my eyes, you know, but you've just been, you know, you know, hypnotized by these people. You know, 
Hollywood. Hollywood. So Hollywood is the big problem? It's the major problem. That's the problem. That's the left hand. But you don't see what the right hand's doing behind that puppet. So the left hand is distracting while the, while the right hand is... That is, that is correct, John. Is, what is the right you hand You must be doing? from the streets, because that's street talk right there. Well, I, I, you always have to keep your head on the swivel. But I'm, I'm trying to figure out, what is the right hand doing that is so dastardly? It's, it's the mouthpiece. It's what's telling the left hand what to say to convince you. I'm sure, Brandon, is it? Please call me BP, okay? Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Big P? Oh, it's Big Papa. If you're going to be, you know, literate, okay? Big Papa underscore 007. Follow me on Reddit and somewhere. I ain't on that Reddit, uh, but I did read that uh, this is a mass conspiracy. They're just trying to take jobs away from the South. This is just another way. This, this is why we have an electoral college, because if we let the dumb people of these big cities run everything who think they know what they're doing... Well, they were going to run this town right into the ground. You all be contaminated just like your dog. Uh, first and foremost, big city. My parents are from Schaumburg, okay? Uh, how dare you disrespect their suburban lifestyle? And that's been passed down to me. If my mammy were here right now, I would tell her, you know what? Don't believe in this guy. I'm going to treat you fine. I'm going to give you some essential oils. You don't even need any of those medical things that they're giving you, all right? Because you know what the government does? The government tracks you down. The government finds out what you do at night. The government knows when you sleep and when you eat. And when you eat organically, they don't do that because they don't have the microchips in there. Oh, goodness. <laughs> BP, and you know, it's, it seems like you spend a lot of time on the computer. Am I right? Well, that's where information is. <laughs> you know, I, I, I really think that it would be wonderful if even you, like you said, you were doing some gardening inside. I think that's fantastic. But even if you were growing some things outside as well and get that sunshine on your skin, that's really when you start to feel a little bit better. I go outside a lot. Every time that I want a bubble tea, I head on down to, uh, there's this little place in Evanston that's really good. Uh, and I get bubble tea, I get a black tea with tapioca pearls, or sometimes I'll be a little festive and get the passion fruit. So, do, is there any thought to maybe the government is putting things in their tapioca pearls? No, no. These people seem pretty legit because it's all cash. If it was card, then I would have, you know, a little bit of an inkling in my brain being like, oh, something's kind of fishy here. Yeah, but you don't know what all goes in the tea, correct? It's black tea. Okay, so, okay, trust black tea then. Always trust black tea. So, Jessica. Yes. So what is your solution to, to... Richard's problem of thinking that the left is brainwashing you by into thinking that uh, urban farming is a good thing while the right is doing something. Oh my and goodness. <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> I don't really follow politics so much. All I know is that I'm just trying to make a good life for me and my family. And I have been so fortunate to be able to share my story on my blog, Bless This Jess. And it's really been quite a journey for us. Um, and you know, 
BP, uh, you're not that much older than my oldest, Aiden. He's just turned nine. I thought you were going to say a girl, and I got real excited. No. <laughs> he's, my, he's my little prince. Um, and what I think is so fantastic about children in general, and let's be real, BP, you're still, you know. I am a man. I hope that you can enjoy your childhood while you have it. It's very fleeting and it's so precious as well. And this is the time when you should really be finding everything that makes you excited. Like Aiden, for example, he's really into magic these days. And that's something that me and my husband, Andrew, are really trying to foster. And what was really fantastic, I think, about urban farming, and I don't know about like left, right, brainwashing, whatever. It's really just that these kids have the chance to to get their hands dirty, to work hard. You know, work hard and a way that they might not have had to before and really get in tuned with the earth. And isn't that lovely? I think that's just the most fantastic opportunity for these little kids who otherwise would just be in these these dirty schools, these dirty cities full of dirty people. Oh, oh, and then hey, oh, dirty people? Yeah. Oh, again, I lived in Cleveland for two years. Uh, I, I, I was I was working as a cheerleader for the Browns at the time, and it was really. <laughs> there were certain streets that you didn't want to stop at the stoplights. At. Do you have I'll just put it that way. Of when you were a cheerleader. I do. Yeah, they're actually on my blog. Oh, okay. Yeah, blessthisjess.com. Just give me on my phone for a sec. So, um, while BP, uh, just. Hold on, hold on one second. So while BT takes a BP break, um, I want to get back to this dirty people thing. Uh, What about it? I'm confused. What What? do you mean by dirty? I I think I mainly mean like smoggy. There's a lot of smog in these cities, you know, very industrial areas as well. Cleveland in particular, Detroit as well. (laughs) You know, one thing we say about Cleveland, at least we're not Detroit. (laughs) Uh, So basically urban populated areas? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Oh, I, I, I think I get it now. And that's why I'm just, you know, my own little corner of paradise. You know, Andrew, he, he snatched me up at one of those games. He saw me from the stands. He's I'm an about investment to banker. Snatch up this photo. This is you, isn't it? Oh, oh my baby. god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That was <laughs> How old are you? That, I was 19 there, actually. <laughs> oh my god. All right, VP, contain yourself. Control yourself. Yeah. I am contained it's... and controlled. Later tonight, but I, I just, cannot confirm. I just feel so lucky to have, you know, the, the, the life that I have. So that's why I try to tell my story and just share what I've learned and all of the blessings that I've had in my world with the rest of the world. Yeah, so you try to, you know, try to share the privilege that you've had. Yes. Yeah, I'm extremely privileged. I, I'm glad that you know that you are. That's, yeah. A lot of people don't realize when they are privileged. At least you know when you're privileged. The the uh, I think the next step in your journey probably should be um, the whole dirty people thing. Mm. Like, I oh, don't think oh. so. Oh, okay. Richard Sweat. Yes, John. Um, you were nodding along with Jessica when she was talking about the dirty people. I'm, I'm just... Well, Miss, so you know exactly what she means? I do know what she means. Miss <laughs> Morgan is just simply stating the pollution that comes from these big cities makes everything dark. Yeah, All right. There's this dark energy in cities. 
it's it's very dirty mm-hmm. and it if you stay in it long enough, you get a little darkness in you. It's true. You know, it's okay to maybe dabble in the darkness for, you know, maybe a couple of years. Like you, you did, and it, you made it out sure. just fine. And then, yeah, you, you find your light, and then you go outside. I feel like you're really um, taking a pee on, on city life, and I have to say, I love my city life. Like, it's not dark and dirty, because, I mean, we're, we're right by the water, so it's actually really beautiful. Every once in a while, like at 7 p.m., go outside, look at the sunset, and just be like, wow, this is majestic. And for a slight second, I'm like, maybe there is a God. And then I realize it's all a government conspiracy. Remember, remember your training, Brandon. So the, the, the weather is... Oh, the weather affects everything. So there is like a giant corporation up in Alaska that's messing with our weather patterns and creating, you know, different kinetic fields by having antennas. And they're changing the minds of the human being. So every once in a while, I like to, like my whole entire room where I, where I grow is covered in aluminum foil. I'm not having the government fuck with my plants, okay? Like, I want them clean. I want them nice. <laughs> and when I light them up, I want them to be smoggy and beautiful. Okay. <laughs> you see how I brought that back? <laughs> so you're, you're contributing to the smog that... Jessica here dislikes. Well, it's a different smog. kind of smog. I think Jessica would actually really like my smog. Oh, I, oh, the, the smog that Jessica does not like is... Well, it's true. Actually, a lot of that smog is in the cities, and I mm. think that that's also contributing to sort of the dirtiness of it all as so well. So is that why you moved to uh, Sugar Heights? You know, uh, my, well, my husband, Andrew, uh, yeah, he, he we, we were able to, to just get, you know, like a, a small 3,000 3, square foot, uh, you know, House and uh, we uh, are, are we're, we're you know uh, I like I said we're doing some gardening in the backyard and I again I just think it's so cute that these uh, urban farms are popping up everywhere uh, you know teaching kids the value of hard work and and not being lazy as Ooh. well is really Ooh, important when your kids go to school do they eat at the cafeteria no of course not. <laughs> What's wrong with cafeteria food? A lot of people grew up eating, I grew up eating cafeteria I, food. It's- I'm very lucky to not have to work full time. So my full time job is as a mom. So it's very important that I'm making sure that I know exactly what's going into my kids' lunchboxes every day, that they know that they are loved, that they are cared for, that I'm taking the time out of my day to make them know how special they are. That's what my mammy grandma used to do. She used to make me a sandwich, but it was just bread with, like, American cheese on the inside. But I still loved her for it because she thought of me. Exactly. It doesn't matter necessarily what the contents are as long as it's made with love. You two are making me feel really good. And this reminds me that I am running for state senator of 2020, and I've been talking to my people. And I talked to this young fella, Steve Spurrier, right? And he was a farmer, and he was just like on the small-time farms, and he tried to make it big time, and he didn't make it, but he came back to small-time farms. And that's where it's at, because that is the backbone I, I of this country. confusing. Um, oh, no, farms. I can tell you plenty of these stories. I can, I can throw names out there. Uh, Michael Jordan, he was a oh. young farmer. Okay. Uh, and he was told that he wasn't any good when he was young, but he went to work harder, and he might be the best farmer that I've ever met. Oh, I, okay. Um, these are just many people that I have met on my road to the state senator 2020. Are you confusing uh, farming with sports? Oh, no. Oh, no. These are just many of the small-minded people that I have met 
because I am going door to door, farmhouse to farmhouse, because that is the backbone. And I will do anything for my constituents to prove that this liberal media is trying to do to get anything they can to get rid of young people that are like us. Is Morgan? Is there, uh, sir? I, you are no less than fifty-three years old. I'm not sure you can call yourself. I am a young, sprout fifty-three. I plan on with my medical history being to at least nine to five. Oh, okay. So I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that um, when you're going door to door, they're giving you fake names. Oh no, these are real stories. Okay, real stories. Uh, Michael Jordan and Steve Spurrier. I, I'm not sure what you're trying to get to, sir, um, but my credibility's on the line, and I'd like to move on. Okay, that's, that's fine. We can move on. We can actually get back to urban farming, because we did tell off a little on the topic here, but we can get back to urban farming. Brandon. BP. BP. I'm sorry. BP. Now, I know that you farm... You know, indoors in yeah. your your own personal farming, but do do your parents do any type of? Yeah, I, yeah, I told you. Uh, do your neighbor? You say your neighbor. Yeah, my neighbor. Do, do your parents do any type of farming? Or well, I know they allow. My dad people. works in finances, so he's mostly downtown in Chicago. And then my mom is actually a school teacher, which is how I know about the cafeteria situation. She's just very unhappy with it. But uh, Evanston has been moving over to uh, organic food for the kids because, you know, eating pizza all day, it doesn't really do much for your body. And I, I appreciate the efforts of the local uh, growing community because it, you see, like, diversity combining together to create something really nice. And even though, you know, sometimes the food looks like shit when it's being grown and, you know, bugs get on it and stuff, it's still, it's still like, a nice thing. Like, my, my Grammy Mammy, when she comes over, she, like, likes to help out my neighbor with the tomatoes and the cucumbers, and she's always out there, and she's like, look, I got a kick for you, Brandon. I'm like, oh, that's nice. Uh, cool story, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. BP, I should say. Yeah, I I think it's so lovely, uh, your relationship with your Grammy Mammy. It's really sweet. I would kill for my Grammy Mammy. Like, if the government ever comes after her, she's the first person I'm saving the apocalypse. My parents, I don't care. My best friends, I don't care. My my dogs and my cat, uh, maybe. But, like, my Grammy Mammy, for sure. She's on Team BP. That means a lot. You know, when you are with, you know, your pa and your ma and... You know, get close. My mom know? and my dad and my Grammy Mammy. Please get correct. Oh, I call mom and pa. My, I grew up with my grandparents, too. You know, two hardworking, blue-collar, down-to-earth people. And, you know, that's why I'm running for state senator, because people like my pa and ma and your, your parents, you know, I'm getting emotional. I'm getting a little sweaty. Don't sweat, Dick. I'm getting sweaty, because I... This is why I'm running for 2020, and it's people like you, Miss Morgan, who make me wake up and talk to my constituents from house to house, as I told you, right? right. Michael Steve, Jordan, Steve Spurrier. and Michael, yes. right? Those are very important people. Did you also talk to Jerry Rice? You know about that one, too. Yes, I went to Jerry Rice, right? He was just good from the get-go. He just had the talent, and you just knew he was it, right? So that's just a good story. You know, there's not much to it. uh, Oh, he was just—he became—he was a young, good young farmer. He went to college with a young farmer, and then he just made it to the pros as a good farmer, and just you know, was a good farmer all the way through. You know, 
Not like Michael where he was like, uh, you ain't so good. You have to work harder. You know, that kind of – everybody has their own route in farming. I'm curious as to what you could offer the young generation, us Generation Zers. Like, what is your platform? Are you in talking regards, to me? Yeah, in regards to our future in urban flaming, f- farming. You're, oh, you plan on flaming. Well, you, Slim flaming. Uh, I'm not going to lie. You do come off as a little bit of a flamer, but I'm not going to go there, all right? Uh, so, Dick Sweat, uh, <laughs> tell me, what can you do for my generation? Well, I like I've been saying, this is the backbone of the country right now. And I will stand up to Trump because right now these trade wars are affecting the farmers who supply the food to this great nation. It would be inefficient if you try to get all your food from the urban farming. That is a liberal media lie, okay? It, you're going to get contaminated like your dumb dogs that you fed that food to. Look, you keep coming back to my dogs, but they didn't get sick from eating the tomatoes. So I told you that I think it is a hypocrisy. Hey, please close the laptop. Stop looking at Jessica's I'm sorry. Soon. It's just, it's there. <laughs> like, I don't know. No. I believe you were in, like, eating the greenness and the goodness of the earth then because, <laughs> damn. Oh, BP. <laughs> Maybe some, like, lots of, you know, uh, vitamin D milk as well, if you know <laughs> what I mean. I don't. Uh, but, Dick, I really want to talk real, real quick. You, you, were, you were trying to say that, Urban farming is going to supplant uh, all of agriculture, and I just don't think that that that's realistic. I don't think anybody's saying that that's what's going to happen, but I just think it's important that these <laughs> cities have you know the opportunity to to be a little self sufficient for once. You're you so know? cute, darling. Oh, you're <laughs> so cute, uh, Dick. Uh, uh, you know that's exactly what they want to do with your guns. You know they're like, okay, we're just going to take you know a little bit of restriction, a little bit of time, and next thing you know, they got all your guns. Okay, we're not going to get into gun control because that's an entirely different show. Uh, so you know we're going to wrap this up. We're going to get final thoughts from each of you on this topic of urban farming. We're going to go with you, Jessica, first. What's your final thought on urban farming? Thank you, John. Um, I just want to say uh, that. Cities need our help, and they need their own help, too. And it's really just about providing a good future for all of our kids. You know, not just my kids, not just your kids, but all the kids across this beautiful, beautiful land, whether we live in suburbs or in the south or in dirty, dirty cities. Okay, there it is. Uh, okay, BP. Yeah. Your final thought. As long as, uh, yeah, as long as, like, my Grammy mammy is happy, and as long as the government doesn't get us, as long as Jessica maybe joins my apocalypse team, uh, I would definitely let you on there. She's married. Okay. Uh, um, Richard Sweat. Yes. As you know, I am running for state senator 2020, and I would like to have the support of big farming, I mean, the farmers of America, and because the urban farm is not going to work because there will be spread of disease. You'll be exposing it to pollution. There's so many legal restrictions. We didn't even get to that. There's going to be metals in your food. There's so many reasons. So support me. Uh, and thank you to Jerry, Steve, and uh, Michael for your stories that I shared. I hope that's all right legally. Uh, and thank you all. You, you guys are precious. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Jessica, thank you. BP, oh, thank you. Thanks. And thank you, Mr. Dick Sweat. Thank you, John. So, we thank you for joining us on the Kumquat Corner. We will be right. We will be back next week with another hot, titillating topic for you. 
So come back and join us next time on the Kumquat Corner. This episode of Kumquat Corner was brought to you by Planet Ant Podcast Network and powered by Pinecast. Check out Pinecast for all your hosting needs. Thank you. Have a good one.